Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, 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 one. We have ignition. Strap in. Welcome to the hottest sports talk on Blog Talk Radio. It's Brian Parson and Wayne Sports Talk. College football, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. Now everybody, let me introduce you the host of Wayne Sports Talk, Brian Parson. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Way In Sports Talk. Just like it said, we're here on a special Thursday, usually not our normal show time, but hey, we're here. The NBA final starts tonight. I'm I'm foaming at the mouth to see what happens. I'm sure Jonathan is, and we're revising our intro. Thanks, Sonny, for doing that. We're going to include Jonathan in here, but this last couple of weeks has been so crazy, we haven't had time to revise anything, but Jonathan, my friend, my co-host, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Brian. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, I'm tired from uh, watching the Braves get beat 6-0. <laughs> uh, I hope you had a good time uh, witnessing witnessing greatness. Uh, I know I made a nice little pop about that game. is amazing. Bum oh, Gardner God. is amazing. And uh, I knew it was a bad day for the Braves when – well, you know, there's there's probably a, the same amount of people in public than there were at the stadium, but the majority of the people at the stadium were Giants fans. So, hey, go figure. <laughs> but it looks like a ma- minor league roster, man. When you look at it, you know the Braves, they're smart to keep Freddie Freeman. They need that name, right? They need that, that household name that everybody knows. And then they brought a fan favorite of Frank Cooler. Other than that, I mean, it's just like a minor league baseball game. But it was VIP seat. We were in the Coca-Cola skybox, so thank them very much for for giving us that today. Free food, drinks, just great time just watching baseball. You know, you don't even have to – you don't have to like the teams or or pull for any team to enjoy a good baseball game, do you? It wasn't a good baseball game. It was just a baseball game. (laughs) Right, and that's always a nice thing, especially when uh, you're not having it come out of your pocket – for, for everything, because, you know, concessions can really rack up that bill. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, here's the deal. You weigh it on. On the left hand, I could be working, but on the right hand, I'm getting paid to to get smooth and wine and dine and sit there and watch the Braves play. So I'll take it. I got paid today to, to do something I'd like to do. So, hey, I'm a winner. The Braves are losers, but I'm a winner because I got paid money to go watch them play. So, Maybe I'm a professional. Ooh, professional baseball watcher. Yeah, exactly. But, man, the pitcher did good for the Braves up until that fifth inning. And when you see Madison Bumgarner hit a two-run shot, it looked a lot more at McGuire. You knew he was in trouble. 
So <laughs> that, that fifth inning was bad. That's where they got all six runs. It was just no scoring at all except one inning, and, and it came to life, which was it was good. I like to see defense, too, in baseball. And uh, then I saw two foul balls come directly back, and they went through. Some people had their sweeps open, and the foul ball mm-hmm. went into the sweep. So I don't know if those people are dead, alive, in the hospital, but they were, they were, they were scorched. <laughs> but we had a good time. We had a good time watching baseball. We don't cover baseball as much on this show right now, but we will. Uh, final score, the Cubs beat the Dodgers 7-2, to Giants over the Braves 6-0, and it leads us to the night, Jonathan, the NBA Finals. I was wrong. I was I was hoping Oklahoma City could could take care of business on Monday night, Memorial Day, but they just couldn't, man. I'm, I'm disappointed that – and if you look at this, the seven-game series with Oklahoma City and Golden State, the five, throw game two out, just throw game two out. Um, I think Oklahoma City dominated it for most of it, but they had those spurts at the end of the game. They couldn't mentally close the game out. I mean, is that is that a Westbrook problem, Durant, coaching? What is it? It seems like a cultural problem to me. Uh, well, I, I think it's a couple factors. Um, and I think it definitely has something to do with the fact that they don't really have a third score to kind of help out Durant Westbrook. Because in the fourth quarter, defense is just going to focus on those two guys essentially play five on two. So they really need a third guy to step up and be able to provide uh, some sort of an offensive presence. I mean, I, I, I thought Billy Donovan, I thought he did an admirable job coaching. I thought he got a much better season went along. Uh, I was very impressed by uh, his trans, you know his first year into the pros. And, I mean, he had a heck of a year, led his team to the seventh game of the Western Conference Finals against a team that went 73-9. and nine. Uh, So, I think it has more to do with just they need they need, just needed one more guy to be able to to help them out in the crunch time and that third quarter was just that was really bad uh, the way the way that Golden State came out after halftime and just shellacked them and really separated themselves because you know at the first of the game and the start of the second half that's where when you're on the road you have to be careful right. I mean, you have to be very careful, mm-hmm. and that's where it just all imploded. And, and if you look back, if we go back before the playoffs, and we and, and I told you that Oklahoma City beat San Antonio, they made it to Game Seven and lost a close one on the road at Golden State. That would have been a successful season for Oklahoma City. But watching them play against the Spurs, watching them peak at the right time, it's just to me it seems like a letdown, a disappointment. But OKC. If you think about it, they did overachieve this year. I mean, now they're ready. You're right. There's, they're missing one player. Abaka is not a three-point shooter. Westbrook's not a three-point shooter. Durant's not. They need to go out in the offseason and find a three-point shooter. I don't care who it is. Just let him be a guy that just nails three-pointers. He's athletic, of course. But they need that, that third score in there. Abaka's not it. I'm sorry. He's He's good down low. He needs to stay down low and block shots and rebound. That's all you need him for. He shot – how many threes did he shoot in that game? Like 10 or 11 threes? And he's terrible. Yeah, I mean, he shot a high number of threes, and for some reason the team has been trying to make him uh, a stretch four uh, like Miami did with Bosch. Because, you know, we remember Bosch wasn't known for being able to shoot uh, outside – um, until you, you really like year three in Miami. So 
I think Golden State's been trying that experiment. I don't think it's worked out so well. Uh, I don't really hold it against Ibaka because that's his role in the team. That's what they expect of him. But you're right. That shouldn't be his role. Uh, you know, it's it, it really is. You know, Anthony Morrow was probably their best three-point shooter, and he was on the bench for, you know, 35 minutes a game. And you just can't have that. And, you know, they definitely need somebody who can stretch the floor. Because Westbrook typically is one of the five worst three-point shooters of all time. You know, he you know, teams sag off to him at the three-point line hey, for a reason. So they definitely need to address that. And then hopefully Durant doesn't leave uh, so they can. He, he would be foolish to leave right now, honestly. Especially with Westbrook with another year on the deal. If he waits until next year to sign, he makes a lot more money, right? If he waits until next year, he can get a bigger deal mm-hmm. with OKC. He just needs to stay this year and and play it out. But, I mean, where could he – he couldn't go anywhere and play for championships right now. Because if you look at it, you've got Westbrook, one of the top five players in the NBA. He's a great point guard. He just needs to learn how to not turn the ball over and, and mentally – act like a three-year-old at times during games. But if, if, if you're Oklahoma City, you have to you have to let Durant know that, that you're going to go out and get a, a top three-point shooter somebody. That's what you have to lure him in. Because if you don't if you don't improve this team, that's going to give him a reason to leave. He could go to the East, Jonathan, and tag team with somebody and, and not have a toughest road. You look at the Western Conference, man, every year you're going to be having to fight for your life in this conference. It's so deep and stacked. But could he go to the East and get on a team and Garrett like LeBron and kind of coach his way to the finals every year? Because, I mean, it's going to be tough with Golden State. They're young. They're not going anywhere. The Spurs will rebuild quick. And then you still have the Clippers to worry about Portland. I mean, if you're Durant, what do you do, Jonathan? Just imagine you're Kevin Durant. You're six foot eleven. What do you do? Uh, I mean, if I'm Kevin Durant, I have to weigh all my options here. And if I think uh, my my – course has, has run with Oklahoma City, and, and I truly don't believe that we can get something done there, then I would leave. And that would obviously come after the meeting and conversations and trying to figure out what they plan on doing to, to address our issues. Uh, but if there's a team I'm looking at right now as a front runner um, for, my, you know, for my services, it would be Boston. Uh, Boston yeah. has the cap space. They need, a, they need a score, a go-to guy, and you're, st- you're you're the only competition you have is LeBron, so you're almost guaranteed every year LeBron. You know uh, you're going to play LeBron in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think uh, Boston would be a great bet. I never count out Miami because they always find ways to kind of sneak yeah. in and steal somebody. Um, I'm, and I'd rather live in Miami, Miami than Boston. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Miami to me has no shot, man. I, let's bring Cuervo on and 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 see what he thinks. Cuervo, welcome to the show. Hope you're having a good day, man. Uh, you, you, you too, guys. Uh, how was the game? I know the uh, the Braves didn't pan out so well score wise, but did you at least have? Did you at least enjoy the oh, game? Oh man, it was fun. It was fun. I actually like the Giants. You know, I have a San Francisco Giants hat and a San Francisco Giants shirt. I'm a bandwagon fan because I like teams that win <laughs> championships. Okay, I'm, I'm a bandwagon. San Francisco Giants fan all the way here in Atlanta. Hello, Tarvin. I hear music in the background. What, is, what are you listening to? Mozart or something? What's going on? 
No, honestly, I'm actually at the gym when we finish a workout. Okay, that's not what Mozart was playing. So, if you're Kevin Durant, do you stay put in OKC or do you do you go somewhere else? I like Johnson's idea, Boston. I think that would be a good fit. No way, I think Miami has a shot. Yeah, you know, I mean, he. he I mean, we're all thinking the same thing, but uh, Jonathan pretty much stole the words right out of my mouth. I think. You know, the saying goes, go Western, man. Well, Kevin Durant's about to go East. So, I mean, I think that, you know, the road to the finals is a lot easier. You think about Oklahoma City and what they went through. Just just look at this season alone. I mean, who, who do they have to go through to get to the finals? I mean, they had to play Memphis, oh. I think it was, in the first round. Then they had to play – then they had to beat the, the Mighty Spurs. Then they went to seven with Golden State, you know. I mean, like Jonathan said, I mean, if he goes to the East, the Eastern Conference, you got LeBron, you got maybe um, maybe you have to deal with maybe the Toronto Bulls again. Maybe no, well, the Bulls ain't doing anything. So um, I, I, I have a little make faith. You feel in, no, I have a little <laughs> faith in, in our front in our front office. I'm starting to lose a lot of hope. I mean, they're talking about trading Jimmy Butler to the Celtics. So who knows what the hell they're thinking? But um, I mean, yeah, like Jonathan said, I mean, LeBron, maybe uh, I would say, you know, Toronto, if they're still, if the Marta Rosen doesn't leave for the Lakers, which that's probably going to happen. So if that happens, I mean, it, it, it opens it up even more for Durant to have an easier path to the finals in the Eastern Conference. I think so, Durant's frustrated. I think Durant's frustrated, and you can tell um, – you know, he made mistakes, don't get me wrong, but I still think he's not a strong enough mentally tough kind of uh, vocal person to claim leadership of that team. And I just, I just I don't think he has the balls to do it. I don't know. I just well, want him another team. What about you just Atlanta? want him on another team, you said? No, 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 uh, I just thought of another team. What about Atlanta? Nobody wants to play for Atlanta. Well, I mean, because here, here's, here's the underlying fact, and this is something that you do have to pay attention with the NBA. If you're trying to brand out, Atlanta's not a bad spot to be. Um, you know, and if they trade Jeff Teague, like the talks are, and get Nerlens Noel, you have a big guy down low to play defense. You have Paul Millsap at the stretch four who can actually hit threes. Uh, you have Schroeder, you have Durant. I mean, Atlanta's not a bad little team. I think I think Atlanta has a possibility here. Who's, who's your point guard, Dan? Who's your point guard? Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, the kid from Germany. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, that's why they're trading They like Dennis. If I'm, if I'm yeah, Durant, I think the best player on the team. That's not enough to tell me. Yeah. If, I, if I'm Durant, yeah, Durant's if I'm Durant, that's not enough to tell me it's Atlanta. I think the only shot he goes to is Boston, like you guys said. I think Boston's the only team, the only one team that would make any sense at all. That's it. That's that's the only team. Miami, Chris Bosh may never play again. Dwayne Wade's 92. I mean, you, you have a good point guard, and you have Pat Riley. I mean, it doesn't make sense to leave OKC, but my question is, Will we- Will Russell Westbrook leave after next year, Jonathan? Will he up and leave if, if Durant stays? That's another thing you have to worry about if you're Durant. 
If, you, if, if he leaves, you're stuck out there by yourself. Well, that's why I think Durant signed the LeBron deal, the whole one the one year deal with the option for the year after, where you know he's really not gonna take that option. He's gonna opt out anyways to get the bigger deal. Um, but I think I think we can see that from Durant just because I honestly believe getting to learn and understand Russell Westbrook to the best I can, and you know somebody I've watched since his college days. Um, I feel like Russell's destined to go back to L.A. You know, the way he acts, you know, with his mannerisms, the way he dresses, the way he plays, he just seems like he belongs in purple and gold. So I honestly believe Westbrook's going to head to L.A. Now, the conversation becomes, does Durant with the one year, does he vote for L.A. with Russell? Then all of a sudden the Lakers are a golden franchise again. And I think there's a possibility of that. That that's the that's the one thing I am I am a little you know concerned about, if you will, is that the Lakers are going to wind up with Russell and Durant. Well, you talk, you said Russell and Durant, the Lakers. But hey, question, serious question. And I'm not saying this. And if you're gay, you're gay. If you're not, you're not. I could care less. But is is Westbrook gay, Cuervo? I mean, the way he dresses, you don't see many straight men dressed like he does. <laughs> I I I don't I really don't know to be honest with you, Brian. I mean, that's it, it's like it's like Jonathan said. I mean, they're they're the way they dress out here on the West Coast. It's very uh, it's very out uh, yeah, out there, I guess you could say. I mean, everybody. If I came to California and had cowboy boots on, Wranglers, a cowboy hat, a dip, what would they what would they say? Go north. They, they, no, they, they'd be like, hey, where are you from? Because I know you ain't from here. <laughs> well, hey, Jason uh, I mean, Humphrey's been on hold. We, we can't, I, I can't leave Jason on hold much longer. He's a, <laughs> a valuable, loyal listener to the show. Jason, where's Durant going, man? You, you, you live out there in Oregon. Is he going to fly out to Portland? Well, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. I, I don't know Portland's um, budget, um, man, but if Kevin Durant comes up to Portland, he would be a great match with Damian Lillard and T.J. McCartan in the backcourt. And then you put Kevin Durant at the four or the five, like I've even placed, I'll be a good combo in the Northwest. Oh, goodness. You think Durant's going to go to Portland? That's, that's what people... You can go for depression, you know, all the rain and everything like that. Well, I'm, I'm just failed, for a good football fit. championship. Hey, we got a golf championship. Yeah, Jason, your Oregon Ducks lost in softball the other night. Thank you for that because we beat the hell out of UCLA I, today. I, I know. I, I watched it. I watched it the two games. Fuck my little heart. Yep, I know. Thank God, because I don't think Auburn would have beaten Oregon. I don't think Auburn would have beaten Oregon. That's off topic just a little bit. But, hey, it works out. Yeah. But but let, I, I want you to take Portland out of it, Jason. Forget Portland for a minute because he's not going to Portland. Where do you think Kevin Durant's going to go? Um, I, I really agreed with your post that you said earlier that I don't think he leaves Oklahoma City. Um I know there's rumors out there that Boston's a fit. Um, 
Boston wouldn't be a good fit there in the East if Boston would get some. They jump to the top of the East. Um, but the Lakers, um, you could have seen Kevin Durant go to the Lakers and then Russell joining the party in the season. So it's it's all really up in the air. I think at the end of the that. day, he stays on. So, yeah. Well, how many draft picks, Cuervo, is it going to – well, Cuervo's not with us. Jonathan, uh, all the draft picks Boston has in their in their bag here. I mean, mm-hmm. they could build some kind of team. You know, you get a couple free agents, get Durant, and start drafting. Mm-hmm. Boston could be the, the best team in the NBA in a few years. Uh, definitely. I mean, they have the number three and the number 16 pick. I know those are their first two picks this year. Um, with the number three pick, you know, you can obviously get somebody who's extremely talented um, to, uh, to, you know, that you're going to build around because this year's draft is really the top two. And then it's a lot of guys outside of, like, Buddy Heald who might be polished enough, but everybody else is kind of a project, unfortunately. Um, and that's why Boston's having conversations with Chicago right now. Uh, and and uh, Philadelphia trying to acquire either Jimmy Butler or uh, Joe Okafor. So I, I definitely think Boston could build themselves something special here uh, w- with these draft picks and actually not take anybody. And that's the best thing about the assets. Yep, if you'd like to call in, 646-716-5564. We're going to preview the NBA Finals coming up. So we all, all the drama, all the game sevens, all the blood, sweat, and tears. Here we are for the same with the same finals as last year. I know people think, you know, Golden State's the best thing since sliced bread. But Jonathan, something tells me that that LeBron James is ready for a run right here. I don't know. I just I feel it. I, I just feel like Golden State. You, you look at their series they played. They've been beat up, kind of. They've been taken all the way to the, the game seven, all the way to the wire, and now they're going to play a Cleveland team that's healthy, they're rested. I, I just – tell me, am I crazy to think Cleveland can, can win this whole thing right now because they do have three-point shooters. They don't have the best defense in the world, but neither did OKC. But they can hit threes. Where OKC would struggle catching up, trading twos for threes, you can't do that. You, you, you've got to be able to play that game. Cleveland can when they have to. And I think, to me, Cleveland's a favorite in my mind in this series. The only thing separating them is the home court advantage. But if they win one of these games, one or two, this championship's going to Cleveland. I just feel very confident about that. Uh, I I agree. Um, I I think that uh, uh, you know all Cleveland needs is for Golden State to get cold. If Golden State's not hitting forty percent of their threes, Cleveland has a great shot. And they can, you know, if they can play, if you can get Kyrie and Jr. to play some defense, you're gonna really struggle. And that's where I think Matthew Dellavedova is actually gonna be a huge player in this series. We saw it last year where he just hassled Steph and made it, you know, really difficult. And it wasn't until guys like Iguodala and Draymond Green really picked up the pace and were able to, you know, put in the points that they were missing from Steph that, you know, Steph was able to get some openings. So I think Cleveland can, you know, take this series. There's no doubt about it. It's just can the – can, you know, Kyrie, can he score? Kyrie's going to have to match 
uh, Clay Thompson scoring because LeBron's going to have to match Steph. And then it's, you know, can Kevin match Draymond? I mean, they're going to have to outscore him. I don't. I foresee a lot of 120 to 115 type games in this series. Wow. I mean, this is a great series, isn't it? I mean, you think about it, strengths, weaknesses, you think about the star players. I mean, you have three of the best five players in the NBA right here, probably. I mean, Thompson's a top ten player, excuse me. I think Curry's a top ten player. LeBron is top two. I mean, there's no doubt. I think LeBron still, with his size and build, Jason, I, I think LeBron's the best in the NBA because who can guard LeBron James? Who Who's Golden State going to throw out there that can consistently slow LeBron James down? Because I think he's going to play with a purpose. Something you haven't really watched him as much. He didn't have to. But LeBron James is a, a creature of habit. And I, I just want him to. I just want to see what he can do against a team like Golden State, surrounded with the talent. There's no excuses this year, Jason. I think LeBron James can get it done because I don't think anybody on Golden State has an answer. For yeah, you, you look at the numbers that he put up against Gordon State last year in the finals. I think I want to say that he averaged nearly a double-double during that whole series. That was without Kyrie. Kyrie played for game one, but Kevin Love missed the, the whole finals. So if LeBron puts up the numbers that he did last year and you have Love contributing and um eminent contributing, they should really walk away with this. Um, I predict that it's six games, and I truly believe that Cleveland's going to win this series. How much, Jace, uh, Jonathan, does it mean that Stephen Curry won the MVP again? And, you know, LeBron James made a comment early about it. Um, how much is that going to favor LeBron James? Because I think it's going to chip on his shoulder even. And I think that's what fueled them last year to take it six games with Golden State, even with everybody out. LeBron James willed that game, you know, six games. I think now with a healthy team, he may just run all over Golden State and surprise some people. I just think Cleveland's a lot better than everybody gets in credit for because they're in the East. They, they get overlooked. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. I, I do think uh, playing in the East does make people kind of laugh at Cleveland, and people forget that Cleveland doesn't care about regular season records. You know, Golden State, and, and uh, you know, did they care about it? Yeah, but they weren't gunning for it out the gate. It was, oh, this is happening, so let's keep it going. But, you know, Cleveland's whole thing is, well, all right, we know we're not in the best conference. We we win 55 games. We have the one seed. That's all we need, and that's all that's all they go for. It's just getting the one seed, getting home court, and going from there. So, LeBron seeing Kyrie win the Finals MVP, win the MVP again this year, watching Golden State win and Kyrie get the final, or Iguodala got the Finals MVP last year, and LeBron probably played the best series I might have ever seen. From a from somebody in the finals. I mean, he was he was unreal last year. Uh, there there were points, and you know, my father's not a huge basketball fan by any stretch of imagination, but he likes watching LeBron because he you know he says LeBron is probably the best player he's seen since Michael. Um, and True. the finals performance he put up last year, 
I just remember my father sitting there intently watching every minute of every game in awe. Because he goes, I have not seen anybody do this since Michael against Utah. And that speaks a lot. Because what LeBron did last year and not win, if he can do that again this year, like Jason was saying, with Kyrie and with Kevin, I'm hard-pressed to say Golden State cannot do that. I mean, he was averaging like 35, 10, and 10. And that's unreal. Those are numbers you don't ever hear of. I got the Especially with no support. With guys with no support. I mean, that makes it even. You're, you're having triple doubles and you don't have anybody around you. It's kind of hard to make 10 assists with, with nobody that can score. But the Jonathan made something before you go to that, Jason. When when Jonathan was talking earlier about Della Dova, I guess that's how you pronounce his name, right? Della Dova. I think yeah, he yeah. is somebody you have to watch. I think if if Cleveland wins this series, his name's going to be mentioned as as someone that really stepped up their game and and he did it last year and he can do it this year. And I haven't seen anybody really really get into the head of Curry like I did last year and watching that. Mm-hmm. Even this year, you know, Durant for a couple of games gave him hell and some other people, but he adjusted. But Delvadova is such a guy, he doesn't care about scoring, Jonathan. All he cares about is, hey, I'm going to be a, a thorn in your side and a gnat in your face for 48 minutes or however long I play. But go ahead, uh, Jason. Tell me your stats. You yeah, read. yeah, LeBron averaged last year in the finals 35 points on 13 rebounds and 8 assists in the finals. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. That is thick. I mean, that that's not even fair. And 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 I'm telling you, there's nobody in the NBA that I've ever seen that was unguardable. And LeBron James is unguardable, Jonathan, because of his size, his speed, his just tenacity. The way he hits the hole and attacks it and goes to the free throw line, nobody's done that since Jordan. I mean, he's not as good as Michael Jordan, I don't think, but. I mean, I would rather, if I was a defensive player guard, and tell me if I'm wrong, I would rather guard Michael Jordan than LeBron just because of his size and quickness. Uh, I think you're right. I mean, it's very rare you come across somebody as, as big as LeBron is who is as athletic. I mean, he, he, he's really an athletic freak um, j- just in the fact of how big he is, how fast he is, how strong he is. And he's one of the best basketball players you've ever seen. You know, I mean, if, if, imagine if he was the defensive end in the NFL, how good he could be being. You know, I mean, because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, they say his weight's like 245. I've heard it as high as 280. Sometimes it's 260. Just imagine him, though, 6'8", 6'9", 260, lining up at a 4'3", end, or a 3'4", outside yeah, backer. I mean, he, has no he has no fat. He has no fat on him. And that's another thing that he just likes to build out of – and I forgot to tell you guys, uh, ultimatesportstalk.com. You can go there to listen to our podcast. You can't listen live there, but you can go listen to our podcast. I needed to throw that out, ultimatesportstalk.com. But, but Jonathan, when you when you see a guy like this, who do you compare him to in the NFL? Like if you were – LeBron could play in the NFL, but I look at him like a matchup nightmare like Gronkowski for the Patriots. Like he's so big. He's he's quicker than he looks. He can do everything. He, he the bottom line is you cannot match up with him. You can't guard him. And I mean he's a freak. Like you said, he's a super freak. And I've never seen a player um, 
like LeBron. Is he the best of all time? No. Will he ever be the best of all time? I don't think so, but will he go down as top five of all time? Probably easy. I mean, that's, this guy's amazing. And, and, and we haven't even talked about six straight NBA finals, Jonathan. Six. And I know it's the East, but still, six times, six years in a row, he's taking teams to the NBA finals. I, I think that gets underlooked, too. Uh, I agree. I do think people overlook that. Right. I do think people overlook that because, uh, yeah, they just expect it. When, when the great ones like LeBron, people just expect him to be there. You know, just like with, with, with Michael. You know, people expected Michael to be in the finals. So, looking at it, six straight, that means for the past five years, he's had a target on his back in the Eastern Conference where, you know, there's 14 other teams, come get me. And not one time has any of the 14 other teams taken him out. Indiana came close. Chicago came close. You know, but they couldn't do it. It's just, it's amazing how LeBron has been able to elevate the play with the Heat and now with Cleveland, he's just elevated the team around him. Yes, does he have some good players around him? Of course. But he elevates their play because when you play with somebody like that, you want to play better. You know, that, a lot of the guys who play with Jordan will say that. Guys who play with Kobe will say that. Guys who play with Duncan will say that. He's so good that you want to elevate your play to be near him. You don't want to let him down. And that's the great thing about LeBron. And with Miami, he didn't even have a point guard there for the most of the time, Jason. He, he, I mean, he, he was the point guard, really. He made sure Dwayne Wade got what he needed. He made sure Bosch was doing what he was supposed to. And um, it, to me, I say it's impossible to win without a point guard, and, and I think it is, really, for the, unless you're LeBron James, of course. But now with Irving there, Jason, having that point guard that can, that can run and push the ball up, that's the, the X factor. That's what people forget about, I think. And that's what makes Cleveland um, very, very likely to, to end Golden State's chance to repeat as champions. Love, love can shoot the three, Jason. Uh, with Irving pushing it up, I, I don't know. I just hate putting Cleveland as an underdog right now. Do you, do you think Golden State should be favored in this series, or, or do you see what I'm saying? Well, I... Yeah, Golden State's going to be favored in the series just because they win 73 games. But if you look at LeBron's cast of characters his whole career, you could have said this cast of characters with LeBron is probably the best thing he ever had. And if, if you agree. look at the if you look at the team that LeBron brought to the finals against the Spurs. That Cleveland played, I want to say 05 or 04. That team was, LeBron was the only player. It was, that team LeBron, was pathetic. Well, yeah. Yeah, he was, was he was pathetic. there. Yeah. So he, he does elevate the, the pieces around him for sure. And with every well, Jonathan said something. If Jonathan said something earlier, and, and I don't think people think about this, if if Golden State's not hitting 40%, 50% of their threes like they did against OKC, I mean, they're, they're losing five or six games right there, OKC does it. If they do not shoot well, just say if they have a couple of struggling nights, they're in some deep trouble, Jonathan. Uh, I don't think they can, they can continue that pace. I think, you know, I think – Seven games against OKC took a lot out of his team mentally. 
and chasing 73 or breaking the record took a lot out of them. How much more do they have left? Because watching them against OKC, it looked like every game they were just, you know, you, you know what I mean. They just look tired to me. Mm-hmm. And, just, and I think Cleve, LeBron battling him for seven games, that's going to kill you. OKC doesn't have a LeBron James. They have yeah, two, that's... two players, one that can go to the hole, one that can shoot. But LeBron does it all, Jonathan. And and I don't think they have enough gas to cover him. It's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, we have to remember this Golden State team is still eighty-five and fourteen for the entirety of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, teams that are that good. You know, we we can't really call them one-trick ponies because, you know, you're not shooting forty percent every night. You know, you can't tell me that they went cold only, you know, uh, fourteen nights a year. That that just doesn't that doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I, I think uh, when, when you know, uh, looking at Golden State, uh, you need to look at what teams have done to, to stop them and to slow them down, and that has always been uh, defense. Uh, if you can play really good defense on them and, and, you know, stop them from being able to shoot the threes in general, you know, they don't have to make them uh, because Draymond does a really good job of cleaning up the board. So does Bogut. You just need to, you know, you need to put a hand in their face to make it difficult, but you also need to clean up. You know, that's one thing that got away from OKC late in the series was that they stopped cleaning up the boards. Uh, Golden State brought in Bogut and uh, Azili, and all of a sudden, all the, you know, Golden State started plucking an extra five, six offensive boards a game. And as you know, you've played basketball. Anytime you get second-chance points, that's going to swing momentum in your favor. Yeah, and you know what? Curry, Curry to me, doesn't get the credit. Now, look, I'm not a Curry fan or Thompson, but those two players are just phenomenal. And we're going to take a call from the 347 area code. Not sure where that is, but we're going to bring them on live right now. You're on Way in Sports. Who's this and where are you from? Hey, this is Bryce um, calling from Brooklyn. Hey, Bryce. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. And how are you guys today? Good. Oh, wonderful. Chomping at the bit for 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. We're ready for game one. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. Um great series. My take is you know, I think Golden State, while Cleveland is you know, a lot healthier than last year, I just think when you go through the gauntlet that Golden State has this year, you're on the brink, you're getting blown out in the O K C series. You come storming back, you know, you can argue whether OKC lost it or, or they really won it, but I think they they had a lot to do with taking it from them. And I just think with the momentum you get from that, and you beat two top five players, in my opinion, in Durant and Westbrook, you know, mm-hmm. Cleveland has one top five player, and that's LeBron James. Kyrie Irving, to me, is not a top five player, and neither is Kevin Love. So I think they actually match up very well, and – Cleveland's going to have a hard time beating those guys. I think Golden State wins it back-to-back. How many games? I think this year it goes – I think – well, last year it went six. I think it goes seven. It goes seven. Is there – do you think Cleveland and, – and I've watched them play this year in the playoffs. It seems like on the road, like um, – they just let down. Like Toronto, it really surprised me. They lost games three and four the way they did. Even in Atlanta, they didn't look good on the road in Detroit. Do you think they can win a game in Golden State in that kind of atmosphere? 
You know, they did it last year. I think they can, um, but I don't think they can outlast them in the series. And when you go back to Toronto, here was the problem. I have a friend of mine. She's from Toronto, rooting for the Raptors. I said, the Raptors aren't going to win unless their backcourt goes off and averages 60 a game. And Mm -hmm. in the games that they did get to 60, they won. You know why? Because I believe Toronto, on paper, had the better backcourt combined. I think DeRozan Mm -hmm. and Lowry were were better in the backcourt than Kyrie and his backcourt mate. So, you know, I think if you look in the backcourt, that's the advantage, even with Kyrie, who I think is a phenomenal player. I just think when you look at the backcourt, Cleveland can be exposed and – they will get exposed enough to lose a seven-game series. But you have LeBron, so he's going to keep them in it because he's so great, but they're ultimately going to lose. That's a good point you made about the backcourt. And, and Jonathan, uh, he's right. I mean, you look at backcourts right here, we know Golden State's going to put up 60 from their backcourt. So <laughs> what, what, what kind of problem is that going to create for Cleveland, Jonathan? I mean, how are they going to score to keep up? Ah. I mean, the only way – I mean, you know, Kyrie should get 25 a game. Uh, I mean, he, he's got to prove that he's actually uh, a, a worthy piece on an NBA franchise. He's got to show up this series. Uh, but I think for for Cleveland, I think the real big player here is going to be Kevin Love. If Kevin Love can average 20, 20 and 10 a game, I think he can really swing some things in their favor. We haven't seen Kevin really go in a huge scoring binge yet. We know he can. We've seen it in Minnesota. So uh, I'm waiting for Kevin Love to show up. I mean, if Tristan Thompson produces a 10 and 10, you know, if that Tristan and Kevin combine for 30 and 10, that, uh, 30 and 20, that's huge right there. Because that means Draymond and Bogut and Azili aren't getting the boards. So I, I really think that for, for, for Cleveland, their front court needs to shine. Their front court needs to take over the series. Let Golden State get their points in the, you know, and you know what's going to happen. I mean, there's not, it's like Bryce said, there's nothing you can do. You know it's going to happen. You've got to kind of put up with it. You have to take advantage somewhere else. I think the front court's that spot. Well, well I have know, a we... question for you guys real quick. Hold on, I have a question. What about Green? Well, I'll go to you on this. Green, is he going to try to be a punk and kick someone in the nuts this series? And, and Or is J.R. Smith going to try to punk him? I think J.R. Smith's the kind of guy that can get in the green pad a little bit and cause him to get another technical foul. And I believe if he gets another technical, he's suspended, right? Or does that go by series? I think he. I, I, I think if he gets one more in the postseason, he's suspended a game. I don't think J.R. Smith can get into Draymond Green's head. As a matter of fact, I'm worried about J.R. Smith's head, which is why I didn't put him into that backcourt conversation because he's also a player that can explode, but he's just too streaky. I mean, look at him last year in the, play, in the finals. He imploded because mentally he's just, he's just too streaky. And I actually look at Kevin Love as a reason why they're not going to pull it off because I'm not convinced that he can be, play tough enough against Draymond Green. He's very skilled. He can play. Does he have that mental toughness? Because Draymond's going to be in his ear, testing him, physical. <laughs> Is he going to be able to rise to the challenge? I don't know. We know Draymond and Golden State can. I don't know if Kevin Love can. I know he's skilled, but a good point. does he have the mental makeup to do it? And I don't think he does. To me, Kevin Love has gone outside too much. And, Bryson, tell me what you think. I, just, I think in the playoffs, this has been a good chance for – for Cleveland to establish a post game, really, and 
and to see what he can do. But he just stays out at the three-point line and shoots threes. I mean, if, if it's required for him to go down low and, and be a post player, what's he going to do? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the skill is there. I, I think he has the skill and the moves. But, yeah, they're just – this is what they did last year. They stayed in the game because – they were big and physical, and they tried to use that to their advantage, and and it almost worked until they wore down. Um, are they going to be able to do that? You don't want to try to play the perimeter game too much against Golden State when you don't have Westbrook and Durant. <laughs> Westbrook and Durant can play that game and keep up with you because they're Westbrook and Durant. You know, the NBA is that it's an individual player type of league, but they've got LeBron who doesn't who shoots it well, but not that well, and they're, you know, they're at a disadvantage. Well, Bryce, man, thank you, my friend, for calling in. It was good to hear from you. Call in anytime you'd like to, uh, 646-716-5564. I believe we have Cuervo back in just a second. We'll put him back in. But, Jonathan, looking at the officiating on this series, <clears throat> how are they going to call it, do you think? Do you think they're going to let them play? Or do you think they're going to call these ticky-tack fouls that, that put people to the free-throw line? That's what worries me is when you're calling these fouls, and they remember Bogut now. Remember, does Cleveland go back to what OKC was doing with Bogut shooting free-throws? He can't shoot but like two out of ten. Do they start mm-hmm. doing that to kind of slow the game down if they need to? Uh, yeah, they can. Um, I mean, I'll – Obviously, you you have to be a little concerned about how the officials are going to call the game. That's that's just a given nowadays in the NBA, which is something they don't want us to say, but mm-hmm. tough. I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that, Jason? Uh, no. I'm on I'm on mute, Jason. I think he's trying to have three conversations. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I I, I think uh, you know. We're going to have to keep an eye on it. I don't think they're going to get two ticky tacks because if they do, there's a chance that you could foul out LeBron and Steph and Draymond. And that's the last thing you want to do in the NBA Finals. I think they're going to kind of let it run its course and let let them, you know, essentially call fouls on each other, if you will. Uh, that you know, this ought to be a, a a well. This ought to be the best officiated series we've seen all year, uh, in all honesty. And that's that's what I'm hoping to get. I want to call for something, Cuervo, and you tell me what you think. In the NBA Finals, forget fouls or the number of fouls. You can foul as much as you want to. How does that sound? What, what kind of series would we have if, if you couldn't foul out? What, what would we see tonight if, if nobody could foul out of a game? <laughs> if, if you couldn't, oh, my God, if you couldn't foul out of a game in the finals, Tyre? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. LeBron might have a broken – bone by the end of the night he'd be so hurt um i don't know again, that's, i don't, I don't that's know that. I, don't, I, don't, I don't yeah I don't, I, it's the wrong era for that he, he may come away with a scratch on his hand well, or a, no, or a shot to the nuts yeah but i'm dumb yeah well yeah look out for Draymond green on that one but yeah you're right i mean i'm just saying <laughs> You know, I mean, if if you could foul and not get called for, now are we talking just regular fouls or like we we call it we adding flagrant. I'm about this foul. There's, there's no there's flagrant still there, flagrant still there, but just hell with all these 
Instead of getting six fouls, you can do 20 if you have to, but you still go to the free throw line. That's the thing. You still go to the line one-on-one, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, I know. I mean, still, though, I think they would they would be very aggressive with LeBron and, and vice versa. I mean, I think I think uh, Cleveland would be very aggressive with the two guards as well, I mean, with Curry and Thompson. I mean, I think they would have no fear getting in those guys' faces uh, trying to create or to prevent them from getting a, a, a good uh, look at, at a three. So, I mean, that that's yeah. the way I think the game would honestly go. I mean, you, you would see a lot of, you know, double team LeBron and then, you know, obviously the, the two guards in, in Golden State, Curry and Thompson would, would definitely be blanketed the whole, the whole night. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make my prediction on tonight's game, and then I'm going to give my prediction on the series. Uh, we're going to start out game one. I know Cleveland favored six points, um, or Golden State favored six. I think the rest is going to help Cleveland in this game, and I think the short turnaround maybe help Golden State because they won't be as cold, Jonathan. But I think Cleveland is going to steal game one tonight. I may be crazy. You may think I'm crazy. But I think Cleveland comes into Golden State and takes game one just like OKC did, and I'm not ready to predict game two just yet. But I'm going to say Cleveland wins this game, this series, in six. Cleveland in six. They close it out game six in Cleveland. Jonathan, you ready to make your prediction for tonight in the series? Uh, yeah, I mean, since I've already placed my money on both. Um, I got Golden State laying the points tonight. Um, and then I have Golden State for the series. I actually have a minus game and a half, too. I think I think they win this series um, in, in six. Uh, maybe even five. Well, you said, you said minus one and a half. You said, you said minus one and a half. What are you talking about? So for for the series, you can play it like minus a game and a half instead of playing it for uh, for just the regular for just the price. So for the price, it's minus two forty to take Golden State minus game and a half, which is you know betting on them sweeping or winning in five or six. Um, it was plus one fifteen, so I took the plus one fifteen and went minus a game and a half. So it's one and a half though. If it's one and a half, you'd have to win in five, wouldn't you? Uh well no you can win in six because you'd still uh you'd you'd still win four to two. Okay, that's right. That's yeah. right. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> my math got to and I'm stupid. So so you're saying Golden State in six. I'm saying Cleveland in six. And the reason I'm saying that Cuervo is because I think if it goes game seven in Golden State, I don't think Cleveland wins. So I'm gonna say Cleveland still won tonight. They protect home court and they close it out in six. What do you think? Yeah, that's a tough call, Tara. I've been going back and forth. I mean, I'm trying not to use last year as, uh, as uh, like, a guideline to how I predict this series because, obviously, it's different. I mean, Cleveland's a lot more healthier this year than they were last year, so it's kind of like, well, I mean, you know, that right there alone could, could determine – the series in a different way. Uh, but, I mean, as far as tonight, uh, I'm with you. I, I like the Cavs. Even with the, even just the extra day rest is, is so important. Um, but as far as the series goes, um, you know, I, I, I think the Cavs 
understand that this is this ha- this has to be the year for them, or else, I mean, we could see things. Ch- I mean, it could be something as simple as as I don't. I mean, I don't know the, the contract situations. I'm just giving an example. We could see uh, J.R. Smith. I think they got Shumpert uh, locked up for a little while, but we could see uh, you know a key role player leave Cleveland or, or I mean it, it could change you know the, the the team itself could change well LeBron um, could leave after this year I, I don't know if that's going to happen though, Jonathan I mean then again I mean we didn't think LeBron was going to leave Cleveland for Miami the first time either so um, I did but um, I, I just I just feel like you know the Things could change in Cleveland after this season, whether it's the coach or whether it's personnel. You know, changes are coming if it doesn't work out, you know, right now in this finals. So, uh, and I think because of that, the sense of urgency and the the fact that Golden State was able to avoid San Antonio in the Western Conference, um, they haven't faced a, a defensive squad like. Cleveland. Now, now, that's not saying nothing against OKC. I'm not saying they're not a good defensive team. Uh, when you look at it, though, um, I think overall, I think Cleveland's a little bit better defensively. So, I think I think Cleveland will take it. See, and I, and I want to say seven, but I like I like how you mentioned. I don't see them winning a seventh game in Golden State, Brian. So I'll go with six. Mm-hmm. So I mean, pretty much, I'm I'm with you. Uh, Cleveland wins tonight, and then they take the series of six. All right, I like that, Jonathan. You're outnumbered. Everybody out there, you know, whoever and I have got the golden ticket right. All right, you like to call in real quick six four six seven one six five five six four. It's gonna be awesome to see, guys. It's just gonna be amazing to see and to see what happens and. And again, we'll have a show Sunday. Sunday's game two, correct? They're going. They're they're doing a three game yeah. rest in between games. Okay. Yeah, for it's the first kind of uh, for game one and game two, they're taking a couple of days off in between. Oh, I, I hate that, that, by the way. I guess. Mm-hmm. What? You hate that? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. I do. I I hate that you got to wait so long. But you know, I'm not the NBA. I don't I don't make those calls. So. I understand the three days. I understand the extra day for travel if you're going from Golden State to Cleveland. You know, I, right. I get mm-hmm. that. But, but I don't know. It's uh, just one of those things where I don't know. I just think it's too long. I just think it loses its luster a little bit. The, the, the tighter the window is, like like the OKC Golden State was perfect. I mean, you, you got two days. It, it, it's going to happen. So I don't know. What was it? Didn't they play like every other day, and the and then they had two days yeah. off for travel, right, Jonathan? Right. Okay. Well, all right, guys. Anything y'all want to add before we get out of here and get ready for an hour and a half from now? We we start game one of the NBA finals. No, I mean I'm good. You know, just over here watching baseball. You're a baseball nut, aren't you? <laughs> That's what they're telling me. All right. Well, Clairvo, thanks for joining us, buddy. We will have a show Sunday night. Um, in the afternoon, we will preview game two. But for tonight, go Warriors. Everybody, God bless. Have a good week. We'll see you Sunday.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.